Nailed it. Okay. Well, shall we kick this bitch off? Let's, kick Let's it. do it. Let's kick it. Howdy. Welcome to this week's episode of Vikings, Outlaws, and Cowboys. My name is Vico the Bearded One. You can call me JT for short. And as always, I am joined by the voluptuous, the bougie, the ecstatically happy today, Alex, the so Jarl Martinis. So happy today. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been a, it's definitely been a Wednesday. That feels like it's a freaking third Monday of the week. Yeah, right. Dude, I don't I don't know what's going on. Like I'm I'm like really over the amount of meetings I've had this week. Yeah, like the amount of meetings are like ridiculous. It's like meetings yeah, not, to have meetings. Yeah, like this could have been an email is like the theme of the week. Yeah, this could have been an email that I didn't read. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's kind of more where I'm at. And I was off Monday. But yesterday and today sucked. Yeah, I was off on Monday, too. Uh, I think you were off golfing, taking naps, and dreaming of golfing. Pretty sure that's what you were doing. No, nah, I played golf. I played golf Sunday. Sunday? Nice. Yeah. It, like, was... rain, rained, it snowed, it hailed, and the wind blew like a mother. And then the while, sun came out. While you were golfing? While we were golfing. Oh, shit. You, was, it, uh, was it you and Cole? It was... Uh, it was my it was the boat cole and uh me and preston so okay. five of you the quad pod oh wait the boat cole oh yeah okay four yeah the bolt only counts as two is if he's got one of his bitches no no that's like four that's a four that's a that's a that's a trio at least yeah that checks out yeah i mean it's a real thing i mean we're starting off strong already just, just <laughs> dropping dimes, so we're here. Might as well fuck it. But it was so. a fun. It was a fun game, though. Nice. Uh, on Sunday, I did avalanche training. Sounded like you hiked up a mountain and didn't do anything, from what you told me. I, I yes. So so other people got to. Sounded train. like you got exercise. I um I got to pull a sked, which is for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's a uh, the collapsible um body dragging uh, device. Yeah. Uh, I got to pull that loaded down with 64 to six, sorry, 64, 65 pounds of gear for like four miles through post hole, knee deep snow and deadfall and the fucking woods. So why didn't you get to train? Because they left us. They left the med team at the back and they just, they all booked it up there. Uh, oh. I was, I was, I was like, maybe that's not a good idea. How the fuck did you get put on the med team? Because the med team carries things, and they were like, "Oh, you're big," and I said, "I'm not big," but they said, "You're bigger than anybody else here," because the search and rescue up here is all um, not in, not in the county that I'm in, the the county that we were cooperating with. They're all very granola. Like very, very like I don't eat a lot of meat and fat. I'm very f- thin, and I could outrun you, but I can't lift a damn thing. Right, I can't outpace a bear. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. Like I, I volunteered for it, but I volunteered to go learn, and I was very salty at at the end of it because I didn't learn anything. I don't I have to learn. Yeah, I don't have to learn how to pull something. Yeah. No, we were taught that. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I don't have to learn how to pick things up and put them down. Like right. it's not it's not really my the purpose. And so I had some. <clears throat> so there, I was in my team. There was a an operator, a, a retired uh, Delta Force operator. Nice guy. <clears throat> but um, I uh, made sure he knew that um, what we were doing is not is not training. It's an, it, we're just there to work out and that's fine. And then, um, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the coordinator, uh, was like, you guys are going off the beaten path. And I'm like, because I'm not picking up 65 pounds again to go over 14 deadfall logs that you can't fit this stupid thing through. So I'm going to do what's right and find the path of least resistance. So and do I, you I, not have I, enough snowfall up there to cover the deadfall? No, dude, we haven't had anything. Like we had oh, the nine, we had like okay. the nine inches. We had the nine. We were in the Beartooths too, so it's gonna be a big time fire season this year. Well, that's fun. So I I um apologized to everybody after I uh, got to the point where we were out of the woods, and I was like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm salty, but like, if I'm in the middle of dragging this shit, and like you guys are choosing the most fucked up path and not thinking about us and just leaving us behind, uh, I'm going to tell you my mind. Like, I'm going to tell you exactly what's on my mind. There is no longer a filter. Like, the filter stopped after the fourth giant fucking pine tree we had to cross. Cross over yeah. it. Well, post hole. <clears throat> so, how are you post holing? There wasn't enough snow to cover the deadfall, but you're still post holing. So, how much snow did you guys have? So, it was, like, mid-calf to knee-deep. Uh, just depending on where it was on the mountain. Yeah, and so like the uh, the deadfall, obviously being deadfall, you have different sizes of trees and stuff. You know, little trees and stuff were covered, but you'd step on them because the snow was still like only like four inches deep off the top of that, mm-hmm. right? And then you'd slide across the down. I was just like, I'm not breaking an ankle for this. For not training? Is, for yeah, I'm not. I was, I was super salty. <laughs> I, I had like like you name the kind of salt, whether it was like you know paprika smoked salt or Himalayan pink salt or whatever type of salt, coarse salt. I was all of it. It's probably coarse, probably coarse salt. Co- yeah, coarse, not kosher. Not definitely kosher not kosher. No, not, not not. Cor- no, there was none. So, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and then, uh, then I rolled into Monday. Monday, I had a good day. We, we uh, um, my buddy Hook, who I talked about uh, a bunch of times here, he's excited to meet you when you come up. Um, we were down at the meadery. I tore apart some walls and reinforced some walls and then put the walls back together, which is super simple because it's just metal sheeting. But uh, and then I I fixed the backsplash. So that was cool. And uh, then we proceeded to partake in some beverages. Mm. The ones that look like this. Oh, the yellow bellies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, until like 9 45 10 o'clock Just that sounds out. like a nice little monday evening yeah tuesday was you know at all meetings like all meetings all the time coming at you wah, wah, wah. it's ridiculous yeah so that we, I mean, should, we should never have a company culture of meetings for meetings fuck no man like we, I, I established all the channels. We, we got the the Microsoft Teams, so I put all the channels, so you can send me a message, and I don't have to jump on a call with you. It's like perfect, you know. <laughs> Wonder how much Doc is gonna ignore those two. Oh, he already did. <laughs> 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 like we in the he general already, chat, he already we, muted it and left the chat. 
No, he just muted it. He just muted it. Yeah, uh, we had the memes and fun one that I set up for for us for our general fuckery, and like we were just chatting. I had everybody check in and make sure we're good. And uh, he was like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> and it was. Oh yeah, just, no, I saw it. I yeah. was laughing. I was like, "Man, he's gonna just he's gonna continue mad, continue being he, mad." He was salty. He was definitely salty uh, with his response to to Nate. <laughs> that was funny as shit, dude. It cracks me up. It was good times. It was good times. So, um, so we got some cool updates. Do we? Um, yeah. So, uh, Optimus is coming up tomorrow. It's cool. Uh-huh. We're finishing all of the things on the metery itself. Um, so that way we can get brewing as soon as our inspections come back, um, being complete, which will be next the week after. Um, septic and well are going in the second week of March. The, uh, Stillwater Chamber of Commerce, uh, reached out to me today and we are putting in for a tentative, uh, grand opening. Tentative people. (laughs) (laughs) We're not actually putting a date on it. It's just going to be at range from like the first to like the 30th of a month. Yeah, so the they blocked out two weeks for us for the first part of May. Hmm. So, yeah. What are you drinking today, by the way? Oh, just my old go-to, the Jameson. Hmm. I'm drinking that Owens Rye whiskey. Not bad for I, a mid-afternoon snack. I wasn't even going to drink, but I was already angry, so I thought it would help. That makes sense. I thought, it might, of the, I thought it might cheer me up. Is it because of that 1300 meeting that came through? Is that why? Or has it just been yeah. a shit day overall? Well, I mean, there was like the 09, the 10, the 1030, the 11, the 12, and then the 1300 that got slipped in. So it's just kind of like a, you know, Ooh. just throw just throw a dart at the calendar. And it was in. It's just yes. Okay. All shit that are just a waste of time. Have you tried eating today? Have you done that yet? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not hangry. Okay, I'm just making sure. Listen, I got got to check on you. I know you people think that I get hangry, but I just get angry. What do you mean, you people? You people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dude. uh, I mean, have you seen me, dude? I could go for like three days without eating. I'll be fine. I don't think you'd be fine. I think you could you could do it, but like you might be fine in your brain, but the rest of us would suffer. It's no different than when I go through when I go like an extra hour or two without food. Also, not my problem. Mm, yeah, I can see how you'd be like, not my clown, not my rodeo, bitches. Yeah, just stay away from me. <laughs> yeah, we've got a pretty uh, pretty cool updates coming out as well. Uh, you guys should start following us on social medias way more. Go follow That'd the Yarl. Cool. Go follow the Yarl. Come on, he needs he needs followers. What do you have like twenty? <laughs> I don't know. I could check. I I I got a couple. Like I don't know. Do I count like the the fembots and stuff? Hey, dude, followers are followers, bro. I have hundred and ninety five followers, dude. Dude, we should see. That's... We should see if we can pump me up to two hundred. Let's see if we, we can need... get five people. <laughs> we need 200. two bills for Yarl underscore BVMCO. Yeah, we got to get me up to 200. I'm at 195. You guys can Come do on. it. Come on. 
You guys can totally. That's more friends than he has on Facebook by like right. 75. And that's counting the fembots. So in reality, it's oh. probably like maybe 100 followers. We need a drinking bros follow train to start again, so that way you can start. You can get get in on that because that that's a that's a big thing. I don't I know didn't if you see that. No, I never saw that. So that that's how I got my initial followers to be able to do the things that I do on on Insta. Um, so I was invited to this follow train, which is basically like sounds hot. Um, it no. No, most drinking bros are not hot. I don't know. It sounds pretty hot. So they would, they'd be like, here's a drinking bros follow train. And they would post it. And then um, anybody who liked it, you were, you needed to go through and like, um, like, like the post. And then, and you'd follow anybody else who liked that post. Right. And then it was just like this huge train. And like overnight, I got like, like 1400 followers oh, in like two cool. hours. That's yeah. Legit. And they, they were all real. It was awesome. Um, they were all real. <laughs> That's, I don't even. It's always, it's always a benefit. I don't even think I'm at 2K anymore. Like yet, I don't know. Let me see. Close. I'm I'm close. I'm at 1981. I, I need 19 say, followers. If you were at 1995, I was gonna laugh because it'd be like 10 times more. We, the the problem is is like everybody who's listening to us probably already follows me. So yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say like I see like. I see new people every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I got I got Boondock Dad. That cat is hilarious. Nick is hilarious. What is up with Nick's yeah. being hilarious? Is it's it in just, their DNA? It's, it's the Nicks. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then Mike Carlisle. I think he started following me too. Oh really? I didn't see if Mike. I didn't see if Mike is following me. If not, we're gonna have a a very we're, we're uh, one, spirited one, discussion. One on one, if you will, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's or gonna be one on mic or two v one two v one two v one yes <laughs> <laughs> oh dude so uh we've we're gonna probably end up on on um the uh what do you call his show the carlisle experience i haven't seen that one yet no he told he told us about it but i haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. we're gonna probably end up on that one uh, we got the uh, Truth Tall Tales and, and Whiskey podcast uh, that is about a month behind from being edited, so they just keep filming them, and then they got a filming schedule, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, they they are stacked on those, so that's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> and finally, I think for an update is um, yeah, if you guys haven't followed us uh, or gone to thebeardedviking.com to get our newsletter you're missing out because there's some great great information that we put out there but we're going to be able to ship to 44 states the day that we open so uh you're going to want to get in get early because it's uh it's going to be first come first serve and we have limited supply so and it sounds like there's going to be between 500 and a thousand people at the grand opening now we'll see we'll see well, I'm just See, telling you. I only have people, 100 and I only have 195 followers, bro. So we're gonna put your name and Doc's name and the boat's name. Follow these guys, and you get 10% off your first drink. Oh shit! That means I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go down a list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would so, be disastrous, but it sounds fun. Yeah, dude. Uh, that if if we if we end up opening when I want to open up, which I'm not gonna say anything. There are three major events that are happening. There is a, um, a children's healthcare gala, 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 gala. Oh, we said we said gala, gala. We said New York it's gala, San Francisco it's gala. 
that's right. I gotta yeah. fi- I gotta find the phonetic one of it. <laughs> so, um, so there's there's that. There is the three day hot air balloon festival at the same time. That sounds lame. Well, I don't care if it sounds lame because they're gonna need something to do while they're looking at balloons. Okay. Apparently, apparently, the the city of Columbus gets about fifteen to twenty thousand people on it for this weekend. For hot air balloons, dude, yeah, it is gala. Mm, see, G A L U H, Galaug, gala, galug. If you're Scottish, Galug. I would, ha- I would have. Uh, <laughs> do you pronounce it gala or? Gala. <laughs> some guys, some people have already done the same thing. It's, I think, we'll just go with West Coast versus East Coast. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we should totally do that. That's fine. Um, it's probably wildly inaccurate. Eh, you know, it's, I mean, people make up words all the time nowadays. There's mumble rap, for fuck's sake. That's true. And they make money. It, that don't make no sense. They make perceived money. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. If the island boys and island boys can fucking say island boys 2,000 times and make money, then I can say gala however the hell I want. I think that uh, that video of the 10-year-old, like, absolutely folding the one island boy was hilarious. I did not see that. I need to see that. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, he, like, lifted his shirt up and was, like, showing his abs. And he Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, hit me as hard as you want, kid. You know, and this, this... Kid had clearly thrown a punch before. Like his, his dad, older, was an, had, his dad was an <laughs> MMA dad, but this kid was like ten, and he was just like, Suck. dude, he flared the hill. He flared the hill. Oh the yeah, way. and oh, yeah. the freaking island boy, dude, just just ninety degree. It was so funny. And then they like walked him. <clears throat> they walked the whatever the fuck his name is out of there, and the kid was just like, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it was so funny. The t- the ten year olds like this is. Finally, my moment has risen. My time has risen. I've, I've, I'm here. I, I have now eclipsed my older brother. Dana White needs to get that kid a contract just for freaking hitting that guy. Dude, I'm in on it. Dude, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Like, if y'all like their music, it's fine. But like, I did they I ever hate... make music? I thought it was just a stupid like YouTube video, and that was it. They make like they they apparently rap. Yeah. Like a not like a a cool like Busta Rhymes rap or an Eminem rap, but it's just like we are the island boys. They just say it back and forth and rap with rhyme with boys. We make makeshift toys. I don't know. <laughs> That's like more like a like an elf, like a like Santa's elf. Yeah, like a really like a, like a reject elf, but not one that's cool that hangs out with Yukon Cornelius. <clears throat> that's a that's a. That's a flashback, so we all know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were about to say Buddy the Elf, which I'm really impressed with. I was going to say Buddy the Elf, but then he got me on, like, the Charlie and the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> Charlie! <laughs> hmm. So we have a pretty good po- uh, podcast today. We've got um, our usual men's mental health stuff. So today we're going to take a little bit of a turn on that. And uh, a segment that I really liked. Uh, that I, I I think we should do probably a little bit, well at least once a month, uh, that we'll go through here in a little bit, and uh, yeah, let's let's jump in, man. Um, so how's your mental health after the meetings today? 
<laughs> it's good. It's better now. Better now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, the biggest thing that I want to talk about today is, is how you can combat somebody without being violent. So uh, here's, here's the, the premise of this, right? So when I was little, I want to say like eight or nine, um, my grandma, uh, used to have this phrase where she would be like, you need to learn how to tell somebody to go to hell with a smile on your face. And it's like, I could totally do that, girl. Watch, go to hell. And I'd smile. That's not what she meant. Uh, what she meant was, <clears throat> if you have somebody that comes into your space, into your happiness, right? And they start being extra, I guess is the current verbs, terms, adjective, whatever. Um, they start being extra and they start imposing on your happiness, uh, your son. You can literally... Just smile at them and tell them have a good day and just walk past them. You don't have to engage with them. And that's really telling somebody to fuck off without saying fuck off. Like, you don't have to waste the words. Just smile and move on. Because obviously you've done something that has triggered that Karen to the next level. And all you've got to do is just smile and just be kind. And then no matter what, things are good, you know? What if it's like a massive human being and you've pissed him off and you smile at him mm -hmm. like do you have to be ready to duck uh, i think that only requires if you wink if you smile and wink there's a little <laughs> bit i don't know like if, if i'm talking shit you smile at me i might be a little bit more pissed off i uh, might, I mean, I might I, giggle i don't know like it could go either way yeah i mean I'm just Honestly, saying, like, you got to be ready to get hit. Like, if you're if you're gonna smile at somebody while they're pissed off, you got to be ready to roll with the punches. Yeah, I that's mean, that's I, just a real life scenario. Like, if you're at the Seven Eleven and somebody's pissed off because you cut the line or something, and they're like inherently large, like it might hurt. Hmm, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I can see that. But like, I don't know. I don't think that. The people who get pissed off all the time that are big are the people who go, I don't know, maybe I just don't put myself in those situations. Maybe my, uh, I'm just saying, maybe, like, maybe you, like you live, you, I will say that you will live this because you'll sit there and smile at me, but I can't punch you through the fucking, <laughs> through the fucking thing. <laughs> but like the next time I see you, I'm like, stop smiling, dude. Stop smiling no, at me like that. It, it will never happen. I will never stop smiling at you because. I mean, it like, could be condescending. I get where you're going with it, but sometimes you know, I am smiling at you just to tell I know, you to but fuck if off. You smile at the wrong one, right? I'm not gonna yeah. hit you, but somebody <laughs> somebody might be bigger than you at you know the filling hard. station. Oh yeah, that I mean, I just don't <laughs> in, in, engage with uh, people that are like that, anyways. And and typically, like <laughs> a smile is it. You know, in a regular context of a smile, right? It's it's you're happy, right? Uh -huh. uh, but I'm also a smartass, so, and it's very very well known that if I if you say something, and I don't go the dark route, which is a fifty fifty shot with me. No, I know the second you have a smile on your face, you went the dark route, <laughs> like you you chose violence. <laughs> so I think like. I get what you're saying with this, but I think we need to label it something else, maybe. Uh, yeah. 
maybe uh maybe maybe smiling that causes violence or the violent yeah. smile yeah so yeah that would make more sense <laughs> <laughs> you know well, i think it creates this for me when i talk about smiling when somebody's infringing on my my happiness or as i said earlier my sunshine my my daughter used to say it that way. So I, I, I think I think we need to have Fred clip in that that Len song, "Still My Sunshine," oh. just just for yeah. just for that, just for exploratory purposes. <laughs> <laughs> Low in the background, just that way it's going. Yeah. No, I uh, I think uh, I think when it comes to to that, right? There's like many ways that you can protect your happiness or protect your your sanity. And I've been down the dark path of PTSD and being angry and all that other shit, which I still have. I'm not. I'm not perfect. I'm not anything like that. Uh, and my way of coping is is really very much like when you're in a fighting hole in Iraq and it's snowing on you for no fucking reason while you're getting shot at. But you that just got that shit's fucking funny though. No, it's not. It's terrible. No, it's fucking funny now. It mm. sucked then, but you're just like, oh fuck. <laughs> can anything yeah. else happen i'm just you know when you're in that moment it's like what you could either just get mad which i've done like i've totally got mad just said you know fuck this fuck you at the time i believed in in a singular deity and i was like why god why me in the words of ryan you know like i've I've gone down those paths and then then there's this darkness that creeps in and i've become one with the darkness in the words of, of bane and uh I literally just I'm like, all right, cool. We're we're doing dark shit today. Okay. I'm in. And it's a coping mechanism that I've I've learned to develop. Because when somebody really interacts with you and they care, you're gonna naturally smile and you're gonna naturally react. But when they're just being a dick, to be a dick, the the easiest thing to do to piss them off equally or more is exactly that it's to smile and then just kind of walk know. away i think you, i think you're gonna have to break contact you're gonna have to smoothly break contact oh for sure i'm unless gonna... in, i mean unless you know that it's a it's a it's a it's a battle you can win right mm -hmm. so um but what do you think um what do you do when you're in a situation where you could either result to belittling somebody well actually i know the answer to this already um you know using your your big words and and putting somebody in a place and after they're you know they've interacted and they put you in a situation where you're just like no do you just do you stand your ground and just hold true do you break contact what do you how do you handle that no i talk a lot of shit like i'm not good at that i know i talk mad shit like i will i won't necessarily necessarily like poignantly like and deliberately like destroy somebody but i will say things that i know that they're not going to understand and so there might be like one or two people around me that get the joke because i'm telling a joke at that point because if i don't then i'm going to lose my shit or if i say i'll say something absolutely smart ass because but it's usually like to the point right like a smart ass mm -hmm. thing where it makes perfect sense and the logic that they're using is already fucked up and flawed that's why we're here that's why we're pissed off okay and then so they like might stand there and like think about it for a minute but ultimately it's like not up to me to teach the lesson so i'll just talk shit and i'll decide whether i'm gonna fucking like if it's uh 
if we're at Home Depot and something goes awry and I talk shit, uh, ultimately it's up to me whether I'm going to pay for it or whether I'm just going to get the fuck out of there or whatever the fuck the case might be. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm more so, um, I try and just kill people with logic and kill people like in fun ways in my own head, because when people start to get uncomfortable, people start to stammer and Mm. people start to lose their, their thought process. And especially when they've, they've done something wrong or they've done something shady, they, they start to backtrack really fast and start to retreat. And so maybe that is me like belittling people a little bit because you know, I don't necessarily have a higher IQ, but I have a better way of looking at things in a lot of cases. Like if I'm fucked up and wrong, here's I'm just like, fuck, got me. I'll fight yeah. for a minute. And then I'm like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. That's that's on me. I, I, I think that's actually your version of smiling at them. Yeah, there's, no, there's no difference I mean, between the two and other than you're you have the same possible outcomes there's only so many outcomes that can actually happen in a situation like that right like <clears throat> you either back off they back off or you integrate your conversations like i, I win battles i win battles all the time like doing what i do just talking mad shit when somebody does something stupid like mm-hmm. uh, especially when it's like an i told you so thing like hey you know it's like that <laughs> Per my last request type email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> per, per my last email. Or, yeah. 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 I can see that. I, I actually have been in those conversations with you. Um, or and or some. I, some... <laughs> or, and I've also smiled at you during those conversations too, fully knowing well that I'm getting your go and you're getting my go. And we just like build on each other. And then we have to like take a minute and then we call each other and we hug it out. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. Fuck you. But, you know, yeah. like, yeah, no, that, that definitely works. But, like, there's a difference. I think there's a difference with, like, the crew and the tribe and stuff like that. Because everybody knows how to get everybody, get under everybody's skin, right? But, like, nobody's really going to go after each other. If anybody's going to hit anybody, it would probably be, like, you or me. But yeah, that's pretty, gonna, that's pretty much it. They're definitely going to punch us. But <laughs> there, there ain't no joke about that. <laughs> I was, I just meant like me punching you, or you trying to punch me. Uh, mm. Like I don't know, I don't know that because Bond is like you know the, he's like the the Iron Monk. Bro, when can it you comes to like his, hit by him? Oh, dude, that would suck. <laughs> was, that would fucking hurt. <laughs> dude, I don't need like I don't know if I could ever get hit by that man. Like coming from like. Like his his midpoint on the ground. Oh with yeah, his dude! Like big ass like Popeye arms. That would dude, fucking suck. Yeah, it's, it's not like he's gonna punch you in the jaw. He's gonna punch you in the freaking gut, break your dude, rib, or punch you right in the. If dick. I ever have to get in a fight with that old man, I'm taking him to the ground because that's the only place I'll win. <laughs> uh, if I ever get in a fight with that old man, I'm just gonna outrun him. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep. I got, watch I got, out. He's fast got, as fuck. Fast as fuck. You better hope that your jabs are up to par. Dude, I just got to keep it a distance, you know what I'm saying? I got to play that long <laughs> game. <laughs> no, dude, I think that's that's real. Like the uh, and I think it's interesting because you know I, I I thought I thought more people um were cynical like me, where they just smile when they're about to be in a conflict. 
uh, and I don't smile. <clears throat> Honestly, I don't smile because I want to increase it, increase the level of is it, conflict. Is it like a, it's like a nervous reaction. No, it's not even nervous. It's like I smile because I'm like, I I analyze a situation pretty quickly usually because all those years in, in the military as an infantryman and then also as a bouncer were actually really fought as a bouncer, like hand to hand. Um, <clears throat> I look at, at people and I'm like, you know, you're going to fight to win and I, I'm not trying to win. I'm going to kill or maim. There's a difference. There's a big time difference. <laughs> I, I could see that. I could see that. That smile definitely. Where yes. uh, it's like, oh, God, we're not really fighting this fight, you know? Yeah. This is a different kind of fight. Yeah, like you're, you're, you might be bigger than me and you might get me on the ground and you might win this moment. But like, one mind, any weapon, you know? That's like basic Marine Corps Fu technology. Well, and it's like, <clears throat> what is it? Weapons of opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's like, I might not be winning now, but I'm going to be winning later. I promise. I I mean I'll I'll put you in an armbar, break your arm off with it, and if you get back up, I'll beat you to death with it. I don't care. <laughs> and and like it, it goes back to like that whole violence. Uh, you know, don't disturb me, don't take me out of my my happiness because you don't know the violence it took to be this gentle, right? It goes back to that that conversation that we had whenever that was. I think it was episode ten or fifteen or something like that. But like if you if you're in a situation, you have to analyze everything. And and for me. Most of the time, people uh, don't know the differences in my smiles. So they just think I'm smiling because I'm a happy guy. They don't know that I'm smiling because I've, I've got like four <laughs> plans on how to exit, on, on how to how to win this battle, right? This little battle here. And <laughs> your plan, your plan to kill everybody that you meet. Yeah. You know, there's a very, very maddest portion of my soul that I, I don't ever I don't ever really bring out, you know. Um, it's like, but like before he was bought and paid for Mattis. Yeah. So like when, when, he, when he was like a one star. Yeah, dude. It bummed me out so bad. It's like a Marine it's, Corps, Marine Corps deity. And then just. Yeah. Oh, just hey, speaking of, speaking of which, out. did you see that they're, um, speaking of the Marine Corps deity, did you see that they're, uh, moving to, uh, posthumously, hum, posthuman whatever um post death uh i can't say the word right now um they're they're looking at uh giving chesty a, a medal of honor oh fuck yeah they should they, he they should like five navy crosses get out of here come on why man. not yeah i mean five yeah. it should take five for one right you whatever you get five dude. navy crosses you automatically get yeah, a yeah, yeah. medal of honor it's like the squad leaders that I was with over in, in Afghanistan all got bronze stars. And I was like, for what? <laughs> oh, wow. That's fucking cool. I was like, I wish I was a squad leader. <laughs> it's like, it's like giving me a bronze star for going to Korea. I was, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, um, some of our squad leaders were good, but like they weren't bronze star good. Like you just let us. Like, we like, did our job, you did your like job. A, like, like a little bit better than Nam, but definitely below Bronze Star. Yeah, like a, like a, like an achievement medal versus an accommodation medal or whatever. The, switch that. Accommodation medal is what they should have got. Right. And not an achievement, you know, like, that's fine. Whatever. We'll just give huh. out awards like candy. That's yeah, also that's cool. That's where that's, I started learning how to smile, too. Just pumping up, pumping up the resume. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool, we, we should start giving out medals in the bearded viking <laughs> like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like people that have gone through the wars everybody right now 
gets gets a uh, it's a ketchup stain. Yeah, just one hundred percent. This is your uh, you made it this long award. This is your three years of good conduct medal. It's just, it's just a sticky honey colored badge. Yeah, pretty, I mean, not pretty, a, pretty sticky. Yeah, and it doesn't even have a backing on it. It's just literally just like honey. No, you just got to glue it on whatever shirt you what, put it on. It's yeah, well, it's, it's there. It's done now. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so we old school. We'll get. We got to get the old school bearded Viking like war hats, and we'll just start sticking medals on them for bearded Viking. Like like the the original black hat that I have with the black lettering that's all like sweat stained from dying over the oh, past yeah. two years. Dude, that's that's my lawn mowing hat now, dude. <laughs> it's like it's so gross. Whenever whenever I have to go do anything on the meter, I wear that hat because I'm always like, I'm gonna fucking die in here. It's so hot. Like I'm used to like <laughs> 25, 30 degree temperatures, and in the summertime, I'm like, oh god, fuck my life. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I was gonna say you and you and the boat. You're the overheaters. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like I, I was like moving around down there and, uh, like it's kept at like 64 degrees right now. Um, when I'm working down there, cause other people come in and they get cold or whatever. And I was like in shorts and a t-shirt the other day, just inside, just cruising around. I'm like, it's not that it's not cold in here and six inches of insulation up top, you know, of spray foam. So it's like, doesn't yeah. lose heat. It's crazy. But it, that actually is a great segue, too. So let me wrap up this real quick with the the smile. So I actually want to hear from the listeners on this one. Like, what do you do? How do you tell somebody to fuck off but not engage in their conversation? What do you do? Do you just ghost them? I mean, a cold shoulder is just as good as a, as a fucked up smile, I think, maybe. But I think the fucked up smile says more. It might. I think bruising egos is better, though. It doesn't a, a fucked up smile when somebody thinks that they've got you and you and you just smile back like no man and then you just say have a great day doesn't that like mind fucking worse i think i think potentially it's like fuck what does that guy know that i don't you know all the men out there that are being persecuted there's enough negativity right but what do you do how do you keep yourself in check in life um outside of just being strong because there's every part of a human, the core basis of a human likes to be recognized. And we talked about it a little bit like a while back about how, you know, my goal is to leave something for my kids and and for them to see the work that I did and, and the impact that I had in life for people. Not that I'll ever receive a, an award for that. And I don't want one. Personally, I don't want anybody to ever give it to me. Like if you guys want to talk about it, tell my kids about it. Right. It's not it's not a thing. So. But how do you how do you keep track of those like how do you keep yourself in check with things? How do you how do you set the bar so you can make sure that you feel like you're accomplishing um positive movement in your life? I don't know, that's a hard question. I don't really I don't really like celebrate it. Like if I do something cool, I'm like it's kinda like uh <clears throat> You'll get this reference, you know, like you do a cool trick at the skate park. It's really fucking cool for like five seconds. Mm -hmm. And like whoever's there gets to see it. And then after that, it's over. Mm -hmm. Like you might tell a couple people about it. But that's really it. They're like bullshit. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think I'm pretty low key when it comes to that stuff, like personal achievements and stuff like that. And, you know, what we're doing, what I'm doing. Um. I think just the I, I, I would even take um 
let's take our graduation for for an example, right? I think it's a yeah. good example. Um, when we graduated college, you and Ray, it, you know, we'd been in classes forever together. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'd go drinking at lunchtime and stuff like that. And I go back to class. <laughs> like, we, like we, we hung out. Like, we were all pretty close. Mm-hmm. And we, I w- there, you guys were asking if I was going to walk at graduation. I was like, no. Like, why? But you guys were dead set on, hey, we're going to walk at graduation. And I think it was you that asked me, hey, dude, just come walk with us. That way we can all do it together because we're here. And like I finished out with you guys and, you know, Mm -hmm. paraphrasing, right? Yeah. So at that point, I was like, okay, like I'll come. But I wanted to be there for like for you guys because you guys had a different, uh, you know, past and upbringing. And like you didn't get to do like the whole like fancy high school thing and everything. And I was like, okay, I'm like, dude, that checks out. Mm -hmm. But like with that accomplishment, I didn't really care to go, you know, hang out in the the auditorium and walk across the stage or whatever and have like family see it. I was just like, okay, well, I'll get a little certificate in the mail and like <laughs> Bob's your uncle, right? Yeah. But but we made a we made a good time out of it, right? We had yeah. fun with it and like we came up with our own fraternity and just made asses out of like everybody. Dirty and, birds. Yeah, it was it was great. We had a fun time, right? So it's not like a time that I would take back, but it's not something that I would typically do, mm-hmm. you know. And in like some people, that's a huge that's a huge you know milestone getting a a bachelor's degree, or you know like you getting your master's degree or something like that. But for me, it was just like, oh well. <laughs> This is a Tuesday. <laughs> like, can we go get hires? Can we go get hires after this? Yeah. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? I wasn't. Yeah. So I think like achieving those things and like doing these cool things and like with the metery and what we're doing with that and like our little wins every day, because now we're starting to get little wins every day. I think it's important, but I think it's more important to stay humble about it than to just be outwardly like we did this 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 and this and then like we did this part and it was cool and like i did all this and like it just doesn't it just doesn't really kind of jive with yeah the way i do it right oh yeah yeah totally um like i get wanting like a pat on the back every once in a while if you do something awesome but like i am totally okay like I would say coming home from work, but when Justine comes home from work, I'm like, listen to this shit. Like telling her she's like, and she's like, that's cool. I'm like, that's all I need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's no, that's, but that's, oh, you want to drink about it? You want to go to a restaurant? Like, yeah, that's, well, that's a valid point, right? So that's, that's how you, you, you celebrate your achievements. You know, it's funny because you bring up like the University of Phoenix and when we graduated. For me, walking, was important to me because it was like the final piece that I'd never done before. Like yeah. boot camp grad boot camp graduation was cool. It was really, really cool and I was super humbled that I made it. So and much fun. Yeah. Like you first know, try. First try. <laughs> one go. Good. <laughs> right. Um, but like for me when I walk, it's not for me. Like honestly, at the end of the day, like I'm I'll be walking in the masters for my master's degree. 
because I'm the third person in my family to ever have a master's degree. And my dad and my mom are super excited for me. They want me to walk, which is cool. Like I, I get it, but like, I've already walked now. Like I've, I don't need to, <laughs> I'm good. Right. And you go back to when Ray walked out of, out of class at halftime on his last class and left me and you there. Cause we had to, we had to stay to, to hit our extra yeah, two like, points. Yeah. Like was, yeah. He was done. We needed the C we to get the, the degree. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then he posted the, uh, the whole, you know, bachelor's degree check. And that became our mantra as a crew. Right. Like, so in keeping up with those times, when I finished the master's degree, which by the way, I had more fun doing the master's degree than I had doing the bachelor's degree. Cause I learned so much more that was actually focused in what I was doing. Um, when I, when I finally got that hundred percent clear, good, some confetti, confetti on a freaking computer screen, I just kept up the tradition. That's all I cared about. I was just keeping the tradition. It's, it's funny, right? Yeah. And, well, and go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah. So, so, and, and I was extremely humbled by how many people commented and liked and did all the things. It was literally just a joke to me to post that because that's what we did. Because everybody who knows me knows that, like, I struggled with one specific class for a year, and that's fine. And I, I kind of kind of talked about it here, but that's how I relate to people. Is I tell them like, hey, you know, you, I struggled. That means I know that you struggle, right? Um, <clears throat> and I can't speak to other people's struggles. I can only speak to mine. But when I posted that, I was 100% just following our path, and like, I was extremely humbled. And I didn't necessarily want the pat on the back from anybody else. I just wanted to do what we had already done. We've we already set a trend, you know? And I look at um, when I get achievements, like for instance, I, I got a letter, my, my final letter of appreciation from the Sapper company was mailed to me. I asked the CEO um, who was my CEO at the time, you know, why he hadn't, why he hadn't like, hadn't awarded it to me. It was something that I wanted just for <clears> me, for my, my wall, not for anything else, because it was six years of hard fought battles, like real battles, right? Real life, shooting at people, getting blown up, getting shot at, you know, all those things. And that's from my wall. Um, for me, as a, this is a, a, a statement that closes this chapter of your life. Yeah, I think, I think you're more external when it comes to achievements than I am. Probably. Um, because like, and like, even when it comes to, using your phone to take pictures and stuff like that as an example mm -hmm. like people are like did you get a picture of it and i'm like no i fucking lived it like i was there i'll remember it and like i like i have you know my office here is my i love me room right mm -hmm. like yeah. i have like my marine corps shit all over the walls and like some some cool books i got bearded viking bottles i got some bearded viking stuff like like but it, you know it doesn't do much it just sits in here on the shelves but like i know i did it i know what i was there for i know mm -hmm. what i wasn't there for you know but it's it's kind of funny like even so just recently i bought the the nova back right mm -hmm. and uh rainy just shitty night and the car the the truck shows up with the car right well, he's got to back, he's got to back a car out before he can get the Nova out. And Sam was sick. 
So I tell him, I was like, you know what? Stay in the garage, buddy. I was like, you're going to want to see this. I was like, this is for you. And this Hellcat, of course, it was a Hellcat Dodge Challenger, brand fucking new, just black on black on black, starts up, and he has to back that out first. And then in true fashion, because it's my car that I bought back, and somebody fucked it up while he had it, the dude starts the Nova up, and immediately you know exactly what car it is, because that car is very distinctive. Mm-hmm. He fucking broke it. <laughs> he broke He broke the door. Right? The door is stuck shut because he sat on the lock when he fucking dukes a hazard of it. So I can't get the door open, and he couldn't figure it out. I'm like, just get the fuck out of the car, dude. And it's raining. It's, like, terrible. I pull in the garage, see the look on his face. Right? And he's just ecstatic. He can't believe that I got it back. He didn't know that it was coming back. He had no idea, like, that the guy was selling it um, or wanted to sell it back. Like, nothing, right? So, like, in my mind, that was, like, an achievement. But also just put it back in the garage and just kind of went on, just kind of went on with life. I knew there were some things that I needed to do, but like the look on his face will forever live rent free in my mind. And people were asking, Oh, did you get video? Did you get pictures? And like, no, no, I didn't like, that was more, that was more like one of those things that that was for me. And that was for him. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted him outside so he could see it and be happy that it was back back home and that was good enough for me dude i didn't need to video it like it would have been cool like if if you know it showed up earlier and i'd have been a pick being able to pick him up from school or something like that but like that was kind of not really an achievement but just kind of like an example of hey like this is between us this is really freaking cool because this is something that we both really like and love but nobody else is ever going to see it there's yeah. no pl- there's no plaque there's no banner you know there's there isn't you know the flags behind me you know like those are special to us right yeah. there's one in this there's one in the center you know which is the bearded viking flag right yeah yeah and above it. it's all special to us right but like yeah. people aren't gonna know so it's interesting um because i have a a different take but the reason why i have a different take is not what you'd think the reason why i have a different take is because of my blasts in Afghanistan. So um, I started realizing that I don't remember things like as clearly as I should. That's why I always take notes and that's why I, I always like take photos and things. Because if I see something, then I'll remember that moment. But if I don't see it, right? the end somebody's trying to describe a moment to me. I mean, you've done it many times that you're like, did you dude? do you remember that time you did this thing? And I'm like, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. And, and I like, I love being in the moment. I, I like to capture an essence of the moment for me personally. Like I have a million photos on my phone. Like I, I think I really almost have a million photos on my phone at this point. And, um, they're all moments that are very special to me. Um, that remind me of the life that I'm living. And those are my personal achievements that I keep. So it's like a trigger object. Yeah, it's not. And I share them on Facebook. This is the other thing that's funny, right? So I share them on Facebook because before the new iPhones and they started having the memories on this day or memories, you know, whatever in the past, Mm -hmm. Facebook would remind you. 
So I shared, I used Facebook for long, the longest time and I still kind of do as like kind of my diary, my, my photo diary. Cause it, it will come back up and say on oh, this year, two years, two, two, or yeah, say two years. And ago. we've said that before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I've got to the point where I have a lot of followers on, on Facebook and Instagram and all those other places, not, not as many as like, you know, some sort of Insta famous person or whatever. I'm not an influencer at all, but, um, I still do that for me and like, I don't look at all the likes at all. The only thing that I look at for likes is the TikTok videos, but that's because it's business. I want to see what like our, our data is. Right. That's mm-hmm. it. And nothing I've put on TikTok is actually really about anything that's not the metery. And I, that's all we do there. Right. Yeah. And like with the Facebook and stuff like that, like, I don't have, like, a Yarl Facebook or anything like that. Like, my Facebook is my Facebook. So, mm-hmm. like, that one is, like, my mm-hmm. military buddies. It's, you know, it's, like, my close, you know, f- family, friends. And then I have some acquaintances and stuff on there. But it's, mm-hmm. like, if I don't actually know you, like, that one, I'm not accepting anybody. Yeah. But Instagram, like, I'll anybody, do your thing. Like, follow it, you know. And I'll do my best to follow people back. And I've, yeah. I've done pretty, I've done pretty good at that. But yeah, there's definitely like the the business and personal stuff um, separation for sure. Yeah, but it's good. I I didn't I didn't get blown up, right? So I don't have to have like a memory trigger. Um. So I mean, that makes sense. It's weird to me on that note, on that, because like before then I never, like number one, I never had a camera and I could remember everything. Like I remember, not everything, but I I remember awesome moments, right? I remember these specific moments like with, with John Wall, right? Mm -hmm. And, and stuff that we did in Okinawa and stuff that we did in like Iraq together and, 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 you know, moments as a child and in high school and shit. But then after that, you know, after I got blown up, it was like, you know, you, you don't, you don't get to remember those things. And, and, um, I'd even say when I was working so much that I was just completely exhausted all the time is very similar to having like that memory fog. And yeah, so like, brain fog. yeah, so like I, I look at it and, you know, when I have those photos of us all together, right? Of I take when we're all working, I stop and I take photos of all of us doing stuff together. Like everything we do is really because of the group of men we've surrounded ourselves with, and our partners. You know, um, but those achievements and those moments to me—that's how I have to remember them. And it sucks because, like, I would rather just put my phone down and be there and and be able to remember it, but I know that I can't, and it's the part that sucks. Yeah, usually, usually, yeah. Usually I can remember pretty good. I mean, like with the metery and stuff like that, I'll take pictures and stuff like that just because it's usually, oh, I heard that one. Yeah. So got it. Got to come over here. Um, like, yeah. I mean, the same, the same one won't crack twice. <laughs> you can crack another one. It'll be gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's definitely stuff that like I take pictures for it. Right. Cause it's just convenient. Right. It's, it's yeah. always, it's always there, but yeah, I just don't, I don't, the social media stuff i'm really bad at it when i should be better at it mm-hmm. um especially when it comes to like the business stuff and like instagram stuff 
Um, Facebook, I just kind of like talk shit and have fun with people. Um, but yeah, I think like when it comes to like the personal achievements, we're definitely, we're definitely a lot different, if not just absolute opposites when it comes to that. And it's not a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. Opp- opposites attract. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, hey, boo. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it, it's just like, uh, for everything that you do, I don't. Yeah. For everything I mean, that I do, you don't. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, it's just how we thing. Yeah. It, it, it makes sense. Uh, and, and I'll tell you this, like my own personal achievements, the ones that I hold the closest to me, you know, very, very small amounts of people know what those are. Well, I mean, dude. We all know that you love you. Well, I do love you because I like had to you, lo- you, you love you, bro. You I know. love you. I walk past me and see me. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. No. Listen, uh, he's got mirrors on every single one of his walls, everybody. No, 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 because that's a mirror to mention shit. I'm not having even, even on house. the ceiling. Even on the ceiling. Who doesn't have a mirror on the ceiling in the bedroom? <laughs> I was talking about the front room guy. (laughs) So let's move on to the final portion of men's mental health real quick today. I think that's probably the best option at this point because we've covered a lot of stuff and a lot of things are kind of heavy. Um, Yeah, we did. We definitely, we've traveled down the paths, but I think the final thing that I want to talk about is things that we've, we've been really kind of preaching and, and actually things that you and I have been doing lately, which is, Lifting heavy things. So we talked about the art of smiling or how you combat people and keep them away from your sunshine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and then also, you know, how you document your personal achievements. You know, I just I just ran in through the personal achievements of how I just kept an action register basically of what I'd done and, and how that that worked. And I think the last thing is, so now you've, you've talked about protecting your personal space. So that's like a mental process, right? How you keep yourself in check emotionally. So that way you can feel like you're, you're winning. And the last piece is, is the physical side. Um, you know, and I, I titled this the, the lift heavy shit s- section, but it's not really necessarily lift heavy shit. I think it's being active in life and in, in every aspect of it and being able to be there. So uh, in in order to really be happy and protect yourself, you have to do physical activity. In the past, we've talked about how there is a direct correlation between technology and the decline of testosterone in men. Now, we've been challenged on that by um, uh, one or two people. But in, if you really think about it, it makes sense. If you're scrolling on your phone for four hours a day, and not doing anything physical one you're losing mental capacity and number two you have a dopamine kick that's kicking in and is giving you a exhilaration for your brain and three Mm -hmm. you're letting fatigue hit in for your muscles so you're not strong anymore you're not cardiovascularly fit um not that you know you have to be like extremely cardiovascularly fit but you should probably be able enough to hike uh up up the road a little bit you know um so what do you do to keep yourself physically happy if you're talking about picking things up and putting them down um you know when we started january off i was picking things up and putting them down pretty good but 
the whole damn family got sick for like three weeks and you know using that as my freaking excuse like i was the only one that wasn't sick so i was like a wet nurse for everybody around here yeah um so you know between dodging um flu bugs or whatever the fuck was going on around here like it just didn't i don't know it just wasn't jiving with me to Mm -hmm. to go pick things up and put them down um i think that after you know those times when you're good you can go work out and and do physical activity i think it's always better like you always get like that endorphin rush um especially you know kind of when you have an idea of what your routine is going to be uh so i think it's good like and even after like this might sound dumb but like even after we go to baseball right um i don't get to play anymore right so those that can't do those that can't do teach um but i might throw freaking you know a bucket of balls to 12 kids in a night so (laughs) at the time it's over you know i got at least a good 150 pitches into me uh or more Mm -hmm. so and like after i'm like okay like this feels like a workout like and it's it's you know usually cardiovascular right and then if you're fucking up or you know it's going towards a kid you got to figure out like where your where your arm slot is like shit like that just dumb shit but like so you're constantly thinking about what you're doing physically and then you're thinking about trying to teach them how to do it too so like that was a constant that didn't go away and it hasn't gone away so uh so i would say like doing something physical that would be the activity that i do the most like especially consistently is because at that point like those those people those kids like those people are relying on me to do it all the time mm-hmm. so accountability is much easier for something like that when it's oh, yeah. only me when it's only me that's holding me accountable to go to the gym and like lift things up and pick them down or and put them down that's a little bit harder and we've talked about like that self-motivation to do stuff like that mm-hmm. but i think that overall yeah you get a good kick from it for sure yeah. but motivating yourself to do it is like or at least me motivating myself to do it that's the fucking hard part so for me i like working out a lot i really do um but i'm also very 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 active a lot of the time especially now that the master's degree is done and i don't have to sit in front of a computer more than i have to for work or the podcast Mm -hmm. right so i'll be at the meadery and i'll be working or i'll um my favorite thing to actually do for a workout is either swing an axe or shoot a bow i i love that shit like during um i mean how often do you really do it though so from the beginning of april or late march through the beginning of archery season i'll I'll shoot a, a 60 to 100 arrows a day but i have the yards to the yard to do it so like, often <laughs> so i, I would like i would just be surprised if i came up there and i saw you shoot 60 to 100 a day um if you were coming up here i'm going to be drunk so there's not a that i don't do that when people are up here mm. um and, and most of the time there's not a lot of people up here the other thing too is like with the 
I actually like I, I think I've talked about this before in the in the past is I recently found out how much I love chopping wood. Like my dad was like, you know they have a pneumatic wood chopper. And I'm like, I don't need a pneumatic wood chopper, man. I'm actually getting really good at freaking splitting wood. I, I like it. It's cathartic being outside, you know, drinking some uh drinking a nice cold beer and swinging an axe and freaking chopping wood and stacking wood. There's something about that to me that is absolutely calming. And it's just also like with the bow, right? Um I I got strong in my back this last year because of the dedication that I had to archery hunting. Um, because I was slinging a shitload of arrows, like seriously, like the, the, the days when my shoulder would start hurting, which I have like a, a spot in my shoulder. If I, if I don't stretch before I do anything, um, it's like almost a a hitch in my giddy up, if you want to call it that. (laughs) So, um, but I would shoot 60 to a hundred arrows a day and I was dead accurate at 20, 30, and 40 yards. But when I got to 60 yards, if I didn't have my glasses on, I couldn't see the target. So it was what it was. Um, old, old man struck. But yeah, that's yeah, it's fucking bullshit. But um, I don't have a problem working out or getting the mo- motivation to work out unless I'm scrolling. If I'm scrolling, I don't even want to leave the captain's chair, bro. Like that single recliner that I got upstairs is like my chair. That's the captain. I'm the <laughs> captain, you know? Um, but I, I don't want to leave it because it's easier to be lazy when it comes to that shit. You know, it's easier to be like, no man, I'm mentally exhausted and I don't want to go count. However much a 45 and a 35 is on a bar and see if I can push that up and down a whole bunch of times till I'm physically exhausted as well. Right. You know? So, um, so it, I have noticed this, um, and, and when I work out, I'm extremely happy. Like if I'm out in the woods and, you know, after, you know, all bitching aside, because it was, I was there for training, but if I was there to go for a, a hike or a walk, I would have bitched at all. Like it just is what it is. Right. I have a, there's an expectation and whatnot that I have in my mind. If you set, tell me I'm going to do something and we do something completely different, and I'm not mentally prepared for whatever that is. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be as ex- excited about doing it. But I love being, I love rocking in the woods at my own pace, doing the things that I want to do. Like I don't like rucking just to ruck. I like to go explore, and be off the beaten path and kind of see what's out there. I like, I love that shit. And whenever I do that, much like this podcast, I, I have a euphoric feeling afterwards. I feel just calmed and relieved and i just feel like you know i beat the demons for another day you know what i'm saying like i i don't even have to dance with them when i do that they they don't want to dance with me and so on top of that it increases my lethality as a as a, as a protector of the house um you always have the ability to to, to use a firearm to to uh stop an aggressor right mm-hmm. um However, sometimes that lethality doesn't need to be lethal. It needs to be more force on force violence, violence of action. And so I look at myself and I say, okay, well, you know, I live on top of a mountain. I can see anybody coming from over a mile away. It's not a big deal, right? Like, I understand that. However, at the same time, you know, I want to make sure that I'm putting myself in a situation where. I can protect those that are around me. And I'm not saying, by the way, for anybody who's not doing these things that you you're doing it wrong, you have your own thing. But um, there's definitely a piece of me that finds Mm. 
a calming sense whenever I do something that's physical, that's that's taxing, that pushes me to be better today than I was yesterday, whether that's, you know, with my legs or my shoulders or working out, you know, or swinging an axe or whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me. And that's actually a really easy thing for me to do these days. Um, I, I looked at it and when I was writing the agenda today and I was like, we have talked about this, but I don't think we've talked about it as a way to protect yourself from the negativities of the world. We've said that you need to do this to be a protector. And I started thinking about how important it is to, to be physically protected because in doing so, you do get the dopamine. You do get the, the you know, that euphoric feeling. You get that sense of accomplishment. I think that the excuse that gets made the most is not having time for it. And it's the simplest excuse. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's also, you it, know, it, on, on the, on the, uh, the flip side, not not everybody's Mark Wahlberg getting up at four in the morning. No. And going to bed at eight thirty. You know what I mean? And like his his regimen, his routine is freaking insane, right? Mm-hmm. And the and the dude's jacked. It, I maybe it takes a more disciplined mind too to take and put like your physical fitness over like the people and the things you have to do. Because you don't have small kids. You oh, yeah. you get you get to just, you know, after work, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, you're not exactly going to the cinema later today. No. You know this what I mean? Is, no, no, 100%. And, and this, is so, a, this is a great point, by the way. Continue. So there's definitely, like, I don't want to say an excuse, but there's a caveat, right? And mm-hmm. with my schedule, I drop my boys off in the morning while i'm working generally like there's so many times where i drop my kids off and i've already been on a call at seven yeah. in the morning or i'm still on a call or on a different call when i drop them off at school in the morning and then i gotta pick them up too at yeah. 3 30 and make sure that when we get home all their stuff is taken care of like their homework they've read they've done all these things Mm-hmm. And like, I I don't know. I mean, it's like I do this every day with like a nine year old and a five year old. Trying to keep them on track is like trying to keep fucking fifteen Marines with live rounds from shooting themselves. Oh yeah, okay? for sure. Yeah. So, like, trying to keep them on track, and then do like the side stuff that we have for bearded. And mm-hmm. finish everything else up that I have to do. That gets fucking old, right? Yeah. Not 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 that I don't want to do it. It's just it gets not old, but it gets like it gets taxing, right? Oh yeah, you get and worn then, out real fast. Yeah, and then you know, my wife gets home, right? At like five thirty six, and like we've already done this rigmarole for like two fucking hours. And I'm like, fuck this! Like I don't want to do this shit anymore. <clears throat> So, like, the last thought in my mind is I'm going to go down in the basement and then I'm going to work out for a fucking hour. There's a there's a it's very important for everybody to understand this, too. Right. So we all have different lives and we all live our different ways. And 
even though Al and I are best friends, like best friends, right? We we literally are not focused on um always doing everything a hundred percent all the time. And you can't, you can't be. And I, you know, you call out something great. You know, I, I started off way young raising kids, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have that anymore. My youngest well, is uh, is going to be 17 this year, this next year. And that's. It's just, it's just different, different yeah. parts of life, right? Yeah. But so it's, it's just like, if I don't fucking wake. So like the only time that I have to spend with my wife is usually like from like eight thirty nine o'clock to like midnight or like 11 30 or something like that mm-hmm. like that's the only time that we have together so like if if i'm working out like from the time that like she gets home to the time that like we decide that we're gonna have dinner or something like that that's just like that less that you know minus that time from the time that we get to hang out so everybody's like, well, why don't you go to bed earlier? Well, it's because like we take care of the kids and then the kids go to bed at like eight, eight 30. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if I go to bed at that time, we don't actually get to hang out or talk or like have any kind of relationship. Yeah. So I would go and, and I did this for a while where I was waking up at like five thirty, six o'clock and went to the gym for like three months and like i saw the difference right mm-hmm. like absolutely saw like the physical changes like met- mental changes and everything like that but it also becomes like exhausting yeah so there's definitely that that mentality we talked about this before like there's the andy Frisolas and the jocko willicks out there and the mark Wahlbergs, and they're fucking like on their regime their regimen right and they go to bed at 8 30 or 9 but i I'm living my life the way that I live my life, right? And everybody should. Well, and that's – go ahead. Sorry. And and you've already even stated, you know, right now you're out there being physical, you know, two or three times a week with your with your kid, with, with, with good old Sabretooth, you know. And I'm not – when I say beef, you know, lift he- the heavy shit, pick it up, put it down, whatever, you know, I'm not telling everybody to do that, like go out and – be physical. I'm saying do something physical each as much as you can. Get oh, put the phone down. Right? Yeah. Go go do something that requires some sort of fresh air. Right. Be out well, be outside. And the thing so like all like all these guys that you know we look up to and people look up to they've really hit their stride mm-hmm. in the past like five ten years i would yeah. i would even say like maybe like five to eight years mm-hmm. but all these men are also have kids that are way younger they're they're in like your they're in your stage mm-hmm. of life right yeah where they get to focus on themselves primarily i mean i don't know what the fuck you know marky mark has going on but he's an actor, right? Yeah. So who the fuck knows how much that guy has to to work during the day, right? Mm-hmm. Only like him and his people do. 
and like not talking shit, but I have no idea. Most right, of his have, roles require no him to be and most of his roles will require him to be physically fit. Right. Well, he yeah, he's got to be jacked. He's funny as fuck. Like he seems like a super cool dude, right? Mm-hmm. I would never take anything away from him. Jocko, four kids. They're all older. His youngest kid, uh, let's see. Is like 16, right? Yeah. Three yes, daughters. Yes. Ages 18, 19, and 10, and then a son who's 16. So he's got a 10-year-old boy. That's his youngest kid. Mm -hmm. Okay? The only one out of all of them that has a younger kid, I think, is Tim Kennedy. Uh, Sean Ryan. Yeah, but Sean Ryan is not going out there getting fucking jacked every fucking day. True. And what Sean Ryan does now for a living is this. He, He does a podcast. And he interviews people. So he's he's doing research and he's doing interviews. Yeah. And like, I mean, obviously the dude takes care of himself, but he's not like out trying to fucking eye gouge motherfuckers like Jocko and, and everything. But uh Tim Kennedy's like the one with the youngest kid out of all of them. Yeah. And he's probably one of the ones that I respect the most out of, you know, those people that we look up to. Mm-hmm. But his life is totally unreal. Oh yeah, like, dude. Like, the, like, like nobody gets to fight in the MMA while they're in the army. Like, how the fuck he pulled that off blows my mind. Like, I would love to ask him that question mm-hmm. because I think it's fucking awesome that he did it. And some of us are better than others at fucking doing that, doing shit like that, right? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I think it's it's interesting because you bring up a, a great point, and this is probably something because, like, we have listeners of all ages with all with kids and not kids and all these things, right? Here's the only caveat that I would say that I have for it. Because um, I can count based off of what my phone says I do, right? Mm-hmm. Three, three to four hours a day that I, I mindlessly scroll. Not all at the same time, usually, I hope. I hope. <laughs> I hope, um, <laughs> but there's been days when you scroll all day long, when you're just like fucking done with the world for a minute. Right. And you're just trying to find hope. <laughs> like you're trying to find a, like a cool right. fucking, like a cool like, video, like what something am I gonna inspirational. Do about my car? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but like, I, there's still time that we could do that. And this is, goes back to that technology piece that I said earlier, um, where if you didn't have the technology what would you be doing instead would you be sleeping because in the middle of the day like if you had just the, the computer and we didn't have all these apps on our phones and you just did your job you could find time in the day to do something different and i look at that and i'm like that takes a level of discipline that i don't have nor will i ever have not because i'm not going to aspire to it but because we're running a business that we're starting that's a social media driven marketing campaign because I'm not paying for commercials, you know? So, so you look at it and you're like, okay, well there's times so you could do it, but sometimes you just need an hour in the day to not be involved in anything. Like you just mentally taxed and done. And in those moments, it's probably best for you to get outside at least and be the mentally t- if you're going to scroll scroll outside in the sun <laughs> you know what i'm saying like um, i'm tr- trying to go out and like drink whiskey and have a cigar like don't get me wrong dude like i would love to have like six pack abs and be just yoked all the time but 
I have no. I have no. I don't. Di- I, I don't have the. I don't have the discipline. Like right in the like in this life, right this second, I do not have the discipline for that. I I and, don't think. I don't think that it like most of us. Once you get past like thirty five, like there's no, there's no part of me that wants a six pack. You know what I want? I want to be built like a barbarian. Like I want to be built like a freaking Viking, right? I want to be strong. And I want to be able to protect my family and. and do you want to hear but, the ultimate the ultimate irony? Yeah, go ahead. During that like two three months, mm-hmm. where I was getting after it, it was like six a.m. or five thirty every fucking day. I dropped like thirty five pounds or something like that. Yeah. You know what fucking ruined the whole thing? Beer. Doing abs. Oh yeah, that's right. I you literally pulled, an, pulled ab. an ab from here all the way down on the ab roller in Texas. On no, no, it wasn't in Texas. Oh. No, it was it was after Texas. Um, I can't even pinpoint like what the fuck I did, but it was legit. I had to go to the doctor because I thought I had a hernia, but he's like, no, he's like, you just pulled your ab from like stem to stern. I was like, well, that's fucking cool, dude. <laughs> That, but that's brutal. That's I, I know that's the thing is like you're on your way to like becoming like you said, a barbarian. And I don't really give a fuck whether I have abs or not. Which I just don't want a dicky do, right? Mm-hmm. So as long as I can get rid of the dicky do by summer, I'm happy. Well, you know, and it's it's funny because we, we we've talked about this often and we, we keep talking about it. And it, it's something that will always be here for us because as a man, you need to be strong. I'm sorry. That's just there's no excuse to me right you don't have to be as strong as me but you need to be strong for yourself right and i'm not going to ever be as strong as like an arnold and i'm never going to be as strong as a brian bond it's never going to fucking happen mostly because they're we're all built different and i'll be stronger in some areas than them and they'll be stronger except for arnold he doesn't count he's not human (laughs) you can't run no but the thing is is like you know we talk about this the reality is is you know i'll give i'll give you an example right the boat is he's strong for what he has, but that motherfucker can walk. He yeah, is a rucking son of a bitch. Yeah, he, he will walk the fuck out of shit. He will not stop walking just to prove that he can walk further than you. Um, and but that's the thing, right? So that's what his mental that's what his physical activity is. Now, for me, like I said, my favorite thing is to shoot the bow and swing an axe. I have been making a concerted effort to lift heavy shit with my legs because I have big shoulders. I have a nice, like a a nice back, like for me in my mind, but my legs are the part that I can be stronger at. And I need the legs for the hunting season that's coming up because after last year's experience, I realized that I am not strong enough in the legs to do the things that I want to do. You know, I took down a deer. I plan on taking down an elk this year and next year we're doing a bearded Viking trip to shoot moose in Saskatchewan. So that is the bachelor party that I'm hoping that we get. Um, Saskatchewan. Yeah. You, you want me to go to, you want me to go to Canada? Yeah. They let you take guns to that part. I don't want to go to Canada. Oh, well, we could go to Alaska too. Well, that sounds way better. At least that's in like America. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, but the thing is, is we, you're I'm, ta- I'm talking about like taking down a moose which is like six times bigger than a 
deer, you know, and then carrying that shit out. Obviously, I would love it if we could get some Sherpas, but we'll see what happens. Um, we don't have any money, so therefore that's probably not a thing. So that means that it's going to come down to us carrying shit out. And I want everybody to be able to do that. And the reason why I say all these things and the reason why my mind is is driven this way is because whenever I do a physical activity, especially if it's outside, I feel so much better, whatever it is. Now, in your case, you're doing the physical activity with your with your boy, and that is probably one of the most rewarding things you could probably ever do. I don't know because my children were not with me while they were growing up, not by my choice, but because of the circumstances in my life. Right. So, so I, I mean, like I'll, I, I got to go see gymnastic things when they were young and I got to go see <laughs> dance recitals, but I never got to coach a soccer team. I never got to coach a volleyball team. I never got to coach a softball team. I never got to be part of that. Um, you know, I taught all my kids how to ride bikes and all that other shit, but that that's different. It's not the same. Right. Um, so probably should wrap this up because there's a cool section that I want to get to today. I don't, really cool have, I don't know if we have time. No, we do because there was a there was this meeting's been running the whole time <laughs> during the break. So we're still good. Um, so just wrapping up, right? Just one a real quick recap, right? Find your way, find out whatever it is that you have to do, whether it's a smile, talking shit, logicing, lawyering somebody. Um, <laughs> if they try to, somebody. <laughs> if if they're trying to fuck on your mellow, okay. Um, look at your personal achievements, and however you celebrate them is how you celebrate them. Just don't try not to be cocky. Be humble in your celebrations if you can. If you have great moments, celebrate them with the mo- <laughs> the people that matter the most to you. That that's really that portion, and then get out there and be active. Whether that's playing baseball, if that's running, if that's lifting, you put your phone down and go do something outside. Find a way to be active so you can protect yourself and grow and be strong. Whatever your strength is, whatever <laughs> you look at as your strength, be that. So are you ready for the next the next segment? Let's shoot the J. All right, so we introduced this with Doc recently. Oh, this no. segment, this is segment Doc gonna is, pop up? Like, is he just oh, gonna show up all of a sudden? Just show up. That'd be awesome. <laughs> this segment is called Warrior Culture. Oh no! I expect the rainbow to come back. Just so we all know, that <laughs> was most <laughs> epic. <laughs> yep. Uh, today's section is something that we you had to know. With the bearded viking sponsored podcast for vikings outlaws and cowboys would cover pretty quickly in a warrior culture segment last time we covered the spartans and there's a lot of information that we tried to cover we kind of touched on it but today we're going to well, talk we covered about it after yeah on we did. subsequent podcasts yeah um and also during that podcast we covered quite a bit it was it was a good podcast um but today we're going to talk about the Norse and the Vikings or Vikinger. So people, let's start off real quick, okay? What is a Vikinger? So it was actually the original term. When people, so Viking is actually um, a, descri- a description of somebody who is raiding. 
a Viking-er is the actual person you're conducting a raid, which is Viking. You're going okay. out Viking, and the person who's conducting the raid is the raider or the Viking-er. Okay, I'm just going to go with it. Ah, it's, uh, it's really cool. So in the Viking um, system of peoples or their warrior classes, there were eight, eight main classes, and I'm going to cover them real quick, right? So you had the Berserkers, which we'll touch on here in a second, the Yom's Vikings, which were their elite guard, the Ulfhender, which is actually the Odinists, the Shield Maidens, the Skald, the Huskarl, the Jarl, and the Thrall. So I'm going to go over them one by one real quick so we all know, because it's really interesting when you break these this down. The Norse peoples, which is all of Scandinavia from Denmark all the way through to Ireland and Iceland and, Norway, and, and um, Greenland. Mm-hmm. Most people always think that the Irish weren't part of that. It, the, uh, the Vikings even took over part of Germany and also um, part of Scotland. And France? Well, definitely. So let's start talking about the elite warrior types. So first off, you had the Berserkers, right? So these were the fiercest uh, Norse warriors that were out there. Um, they basically fought in a trance-like state. So a lot of them would take the flying Eret, um mushrooms before, which are the the red mushrooms with the white polka dots and they yeah. would they would they would eat them and they would go into like they would sit around the fire and they'd start chanting and being in a trance very much like the native americans in america before they went out on a a, a raid like the day before a battle um they were often associated with odin um but they were not necessarily odinists there's a difference between the two um so when they were in that translate frenzy um basically they had heightened strength because they were so focused from things okay um and then they would go through like rituals uh they would focus on aggression and insensitivity to pain very much like body hardening exercises body hardening yeah body hardening sucks um once they got to this portion they'd start hallucinating and they would the reason why they were so fierce theories are is because they were trained to be aggressive in the state and they would fight whatever demons appeared in front of them. Um, and since they were in basically a berserker gang, they would be shoulder to shoulder with the people they were fighting with. And that's how they would go through and they would massacre everybody. Now here's the flip side of things. They would fight so fiercely that most of the time when the battle was done, they would succumb completely to exhaustion or injuries and exhaustion. So these dudes. So they're like on speed. Sort of. Diff- it, it, I would say probably more like LSD. But a very, very, very like. It sounds more like speed. It sounds like Nazis. Well, they were definitely considered shock troops. Yeah. But not Nazis. There's a lot of duality. Well, I mean, between. I mean, they're not. Na- I mean, like the way that they would like take crystal meth and then fucking. Oh yeah. I mean, that stay, makes sense stay, too. stay up for three days and mm. then get fucking whooped. Yes, <laughs> by Love Americans. <laughs> uh, so 
a lot of people think that they want to be berserkers. Now, here's the thing about a berserker. Like, if you're going to basically succumb to complete exhaustion after a battle, I feel like that's not really what you want to do. Because Vikings wanted to die on the battlefield. They, that's, that's what they did. The second class of Vikings, which is my favorite class of Viking warriors, or Norse warriors, is the Yams Viking. So the Yams Viking, they were actually an elite guard. Um, so they were Viking warriors. Um, there was also mercenaries that were um, brought into it throughout wherever they would raid. If they were elite warriors, they would make them slaves and train with them. And if they could prove that they were good, then they would be there. Now the Yams, the the, the Yams uh, Viking, they actually originated in Poland. That's where they started, which was like the, the present day Poland area, um, off of the, from the Yamsburg for, fortress. Uh, these Vikings <clears throat> were known for adhering to a very strict code of conduct that emphasized loyalty to the brotherhood. Now, by the way, tell me what this uh, what this reminds you of and why you think this ma- means so much to me. So loyalty to the brotherhood, courage in battle, and willingness to avenge fallen comrades. And breaking the code would result in severe punishment or expulsion. What 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 does that kind of feel like to you? <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Yeah, a little bit of esprit de corps there. Um, so the, the Yams Vikings were actually sought after by other um, groups as an, as elite mercenaries, kind of like the French Foreign Legion, but without the French part. The French Foreign Legion has never been looked at as an elite band of – if the reference you're looking for is uh, Hessians. Oh, yeah, the Hessians. Yeah, except for less, less cabbage smelling. Mm. I don't think there's a whole lot of cabbage in that part of Germany. I think that's that's where sauerkraut came from. I'm pretty sure that all of the cabbage I mean, is there. Not in that part. Maybe no. But anyway, whatever. It's a little um, chilly there. Eh, you can grow cabbage kind of anywhere. It's shit. It's a shit. It's a you shit. ever grown cabbage? Yeah. Have you? It's grown. It grows in Utah. It grows in Montana. It grows in in Alaska. It grows in all the cold like, places. Like it definitely does not grow in Alaska. Unless it's like Anchor- unless it's Anchorage. No, no, the the you know during the summertime they have the three months of no no night, so therefore it grows nonstop. Anyway, documented. Um, so the the cool thing about these guys is they were elite, um, but on top of that they also had these cool like battle tactics. They were very very skilled in strategy, and specifically naval warfare. Vikings were known for their boats, right? So they formed basically a, co- a cohesive unit where they would rely on both land and naval battles to mm-hmm. overcome and overwhelm their, their enemy. Uh, their culture was literally basically a bond of brothers, very much like the Marine Corps. So um, the the final one, which is very well known, is the Shield Maidens. So in in most warrior cultures, women were assassins. That just is what it is. They would be snipers. They'd be assassins. They would be spies because they could slip through lines. But in the Norse culture, the shield maidens were regular women who volunteered to battle. And they would train specifically with utilizing a shield, the weapons training, and then the shield wall. Because they understood that without being cohesive and in league with each other, they couldn't overtake masses. Um, and then most of the time in battles, um, they would fight either on the flank of 
uh, you know, left or right flank of the main guard pushing through the middle, or if, or like right in the middle of that formation. So they'd be right, you know, in the middle of that. So if there was a shield, we call it a shield war, a uh, shield maiden regiment, they'd be there left or right. Those are my three favorite classes. Now there's eight total that are like most known. There's another one, um, which is a really kind of weird trip. Um, and they were Odinists. They would wear wolf skin in, uh, over their head and they would pray to Odin and they would go into a crazy, like a 10 time, 10 fold berserker state. And, mm-hmm. and like all the other, all the other warriors would have to keep them in check because afterwards they'd try to fight their own just to die on the battlefield. I mean, priorities are priorities, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that if we're going to, like, go through, like, the class of Vikings and everything like that, I think the class of Vikings that I would probably, like, most, <clears throat> that I would know the most about or... um that there's the most history actually written about that's maybe not like hearsay or um or convoluted mm-hmm. is maybe when they took over parts of France and they took over parts of England because everybody was absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. Um and then you get into like Danes and that whole part of history I think is pretty fascinating. And it's like they originally had no idea where these people are fucking coming from. You have these Vikings that are just showing up off the shores of uh, France and and then off the shores of England or whatever the hell you wanted to call them. And nobody know where they were coming from. They're absolutely terrified. And they were entirely unprepared. So, yeah, and they had their way of like the English and the Saxons, they all had their way of fighting mm -hmm. and the Vikings didn't fight that way. Right. And I think like the correlation between uh, the Vikings, the Marine Corps or the Marine Corps and the Spartans, stuff like that. I think those correlations are, are pretty awesome because it's just a wily bunch of dudes that are pissed off to because they were on a boat. Mm-hmm. And once they got off the boat, they're even more pissed because they had to take a boat that long because <laughs> they're all like, if you line them up, all three are seafaring mm-hmm. and you had to ride a goddamn boat somewhere. And if you've never ridden in a boat, like a, like a, a it sucks. It's and their boats were a little bit more rickety than ours. Yeah, there wasn't even like a place to get shitty food. They just had shitty food. Give, like you had to carry your own shitty food for three months. Yeah, yeah your biscuits. Uh, there was no bacon or powdered eggs. They did have booze, though, on those ships. Yeah, that's true. That's where they had it, and the Marine Corps didn't. Yeah. There's no, there's no booze on the Marine Corps ships. But so the correlation between those is, uh, is I think, I think really cool. And then, so I wouldn't say, like, that I have, like, a specific, like, Viking that I like the best. 
I think the different parts of the history is really cool. And the parts of that Viking culture that went all the way east mm-hmm. to Russia. I think that part is really cool too. I mean, and, you literally and, had a culture that spanned the whole entire world. Mm-hmm. And whether it was the warrior class or whether it was like the traders, like it was really cool, but a lot of it had to do with a boat. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm just asking for permission to cross the patio, Daddyo. I actually but have a, we're jumping I have on a, a boat. I have a, I, you, you talked about the yacht before <laughs> that you want. Um, so that's fair. I actually have, um, I'm surprised there are two things real quick, because one of these reminds me of you a little bit. Um, so you have the Yarrow class, which was the chieftain class. So they would go and they would support the king's decisions and go lead as like a a colonel yeah. on the battlefield. It's a political class. Well, yeah, it's it's a aristocratic class, right? Yeah, same, same. But there's one Viking that I'm surprised that you didn't bring up, and that would be Rollo the Walker, because you brought up all the places he would, he, like the, the main places. So um, Rollo, much like yourself, no, wait, you went to Normandy, right? No, no, I went to Normandy. Yes, I yes, did. We, I went yeah, to we Normandy both did. also. Yeah. Normandy, so. Normandy is actually where part of my family is from. Oh, so you could be a Viking too. No, no, it's very much in the blood. I'm just a browner version because I have more parts than one. That's fair. I don't think anybody has just one part. Uh, you know, there's that. there's there's very few nowadays, but yeah, no, definitely all the genealogy and names and stuff like that. And I did like actual genealogy, not mm-hmm. twenty three and Me, where you could be like related to a Doberman. Mm, fair. And then it got sold to the government. So I did like actual genealogy based off of names names yeah. and um just where everybody came from and everything like that that's awesome and uh yeah so as far as normandy goes there's a huge a huge portion that was in normandy so speaking of what you just said rollo the walker um he was he ended up becoming the duke of normandy he met uh what was the king's name it was uh king charles the simple like he was, he was a simpleton. Like he, you know, in the in the the show Vikings, you you see how how he's portrayed, and how his dad was Charlemagne. Um, but basically, you know, let's make sure like everyone understands. Like the show Viking, the Vikings is a great movie, a great show. It's a flick. Um, there's no hard evidence that Ragnar Lothbrok actually existed, other than the sagas that he there's told about him, which is how they passed down history. But he's he came so far before like Rolo and like Bjorn like Ironsides yeah. and and like Ivar the Great who actually Ivar never spent any real time except for when he was a child in like Norway he spent he like he conquered Ireland <laughs> he was the king of Ireland um, which is crazy but you you know they all say that he they were the son of Ragnar Lothbrok or the brother but Rolo specifically. Like he he had been raiding so long that he uh, when he went to Normandy, the the king King Charles basically said, "Dude, hey, don't fucking raid here, man. I don't want, like I don't want your death, bro. I'm terrified. Here's some riches." And eventually he married uh, the king's 
daughter and they fathered the future son rollo's son ended up being the first norman king of england it's isn't it, isn't it like mind blowing how germany france england sorry great all one big ass family yeah, they're all lizard people, anyways. We've talked <laughs> for all. Yeah, we like know. they're all they're all one big ass family. Yeah, it's really it was, weird. Uh, so Rollo's great grandson was actually the William the Conqueror, um, who made him the first. He was the first Norman king of England, which is interesting because Normandy is part of France and England. They don't France and England don't they don't match. They've been battling as long as like the uh, the jewish and muslims over in the middle east they've been battling but they mesh very well yeah they, well i mean they have they've literally i mean they're all one family yeah and so it's like even like during uh middle ages like they were cousins was it the Hen- henry the eighth yeah i mean he was cousins with the king of the king of France at the time too. So, I mean, there's a lot of history that goes back, but it's only a couple families that have. What was it like during World War One? Like the king of Russia, the king of Germany, the whatever. Yeah. And uh, and then the king of England were all cousins. Is that yeah. right? Yes. Um, yes, they were. Yeah, like. Prince Prince Ferdinand gets shot and then assassinated in like the Archduke of Germany or whatever he was. Um, he was like the brother of the King of England or something. I don't fucking remember. They well, always. It's, it's even even like during World War Two, like the royal family of of Germany, I think, went to uh, to England. Yeah. To ride the whole thing out. And then, like, if you start connecting the dots, and you like start getting like Rothschilds and and all kinds of shit like that, and it all so you're, kinda, you're saying it all kind of wraps back around. And it's really of, the the Vikings' fault because they didn't kill enough people, that, or they just they just intermingled enough where they brought yeah. brought all that. That's fair. Yeah. You, it's interesting because you brought up like moving as far east and then expanding to the west, where you know they're finding um, these Norse villages that are are like that the. the uh, the ice melt has now melted down far enough where they're finding actual, this is like the nerd part of me because I love history. Um, but they're actually finding like Norse villages that are being uncovered from uh, so much time underneath the ice. And you're like, holy shit. So the first white men in, in North America were, were not, it was not Columbus. It, it wasn't, it was. No, that's it, been confirmed like a long yeah. time ago. Right. Or it wasn't the Mayflower, or it wasn't whatever, right? Like whatever weird shit the history books say. It was actually, it was actually the Norse. And then you look and you're like, oh shit, they also moved all the way down to like, like the Middle East for the Spice Road, right? Like they helped establish a trade route from the Spice Road through Europe, which is mind blowing for people. And, and and the cool thing about the Norse the Norse the Norse people is they were very refined like they were very clean they were they they find you know they find all these artifacts like these combs and all this beautiful paintings and shit and you're like wait hold on was this really like a 
like a not educated culture because it's not it, that's not the truth like when people talk about vikings they just think about raiding and it's just a war shit. it was a warrior class yeah but that doesn't sure. mean the warrior class was never taught anything or that they yeah. were smart um yeah. look at they us had, now they <laughs> had <laughs> they had lots of crayons back then yeah dude for real um I think that there, it's really cool that you brought up that part where they're all sea, seafaring as well. That's interesting because you look at the elite warrior classes and in, in, in like all the world, right? Here's an interesting fact, right? The greatest warrior class, the, the class that actually beat Xerxes um, that was invading um, Greece was the Athenians. And they they won the greatest naval battle ever like recorded um in the mediterranean sea and they that's what they did and their warriors were both land and sea warriors um which is interesting then you have like the vikings and you have the marines and then you know countless other classes of people that were multifaceted it's pretty yeah. wild it's just it's a totally so do you have to be good at you have to be good on a boat to be good on land is that how that works i think if you don't uh you don't control the sea you don't control anything yeah so yeah there's a ton of correlation there do you think it's interesting that history repeats itself with warrior classes like that I, i mean it's definitely interesting but it doesn't surprise me yeah so would you say that it would do or it would be behoove us as a culture as a current modern day life to understand history so we can understand what's going to happen in the future maybe it might be imperative for those that are not with navy to uh it feels so dirty saying that i don't i don't at all if if I wasn't in the Marine Corps, I wouldn't have gone to the fucking army. Looking at you, guy. I would have gone to the Navy. Yeah, I was on a Navy boat, and I was like, nah, man, I'm fucking, I'm not built for this. That oh, dude. <clears throat> I would have definitely gone to the Navy. Dude, well, the, Na- I mean, the Navy fucks, dude. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, sheep. But break out your Velcro gloves. You're the guy that's on the ground. They don't have sheep on the ship. Oh yeah, well I mean I'm a sheep that bites, so it's that I was left alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't push back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that uh, yeah, that the power the power in a military is definitely most certainly exemplified by the navy, and th- the fact that we can shoot fucking planes off of our ships. That just kicks it up another notch, dude. That's like yeah. emerald. Just yeah, I think I think that's real, I, and I, I I agree with it. And I'll fucking run aside, right? There's it, it's really interesting because until recent history, a hundred years ago, right, there was never airborne combat. Or was there? Well, obviously there was there was, but. We can't confirm that. We believe it to be true with the Tartarians and I don't know the Vedas. Atlantis. The Vedas all believe it very well to be true. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, like, let's say 
current known human history. Like I, I mean, air superior, air superiority is key, right? Yeah. But before that, in the, though, in the ancient world, you don't hear anything about the Greeks, the Romans, uh, the Persians flying yeah. planes. I don't remember who did that. I want to say it was Persians to walk their elephants across. I don't. It's been done a few times, right? Yeah. Um, I think the like Alexander the Great did some crazy shit. Yeah, Alexander the Great was. Uh, it might have been absolutely insane. He definitely did that. Yeah, and maybe that's what I'm referencing. But like they did, like, I think I want to say it was Xerxes that did it first. Um, because it was what, during the what, Great. What water did Xerxes have to cross? Well, because his he came all the way up to um, he he ruled all the way through Egypt, so he would have come across from the, uh, from Egypt through the Mediterranean. So, uh, Romans, Greeks, Mongols, Romans, Greeks, and Mongols. So then it was the Greeks that probably did it first. Well, I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe it's the Mongols. Like the Mongols, that's before Greece, right? Where the fuck were they were going? Everywhere, dude. Yeah, like Genghis Khan was this like, or Genghis Khan was like, hey, bitches, we're going to go to Greece. Give them that olive skin. I mean, they, like the Persians had a navy, but their navy wasn't that good, right? Because even like during like the, the battle of like the 300, most of their navy got just smoked. Like, Smoked by the Athenians, yeah. Well, no, well, I got smoked by storms and stuff too. Like the movie reigns true when it comes to that. Yeah. Nothing. See, I told you it wasn't gonna work twice in a row. Bullshit. 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 Hmm. They did. They did. They did get smoked by that, but they still had a whole shitload comparative. Because like the what was the the Persian army was like. A million strong, and like the Greek army is like forty or fifty thousand, or four hundred thousand. No, it's it it like four hundred, four hundred thousand. Um, yeah, no, the Persians the Spartans didn't have a navy. Yeah, but yeah, the Spartans were smaller, small but mighty. Yeah, interesting, interesting food for thought. And I love, I love going into history, and I love talking about the warrior culture because I like to equate to us as men today, and like see where things are missing and where things are the same and from my perspective not much is missing other than they didn't have social media back then no the biggest part that's missing is the history right Mm -hmm. so uh and i'll take you to a recent place where tucker carlson just interviewed putin Mm -hmm. and he got frustrated because putin gave him a history lesson But he was frustrated because he didn't actually know the history, I think. So when Putin went all the way back and gave the history of Russia Mm -hmm. during like the first like 30 minutes of that interview. Yeah. That's the shit that like most of America needs to focus on. I think so too. That history says a whole lot about who they are and what they are. Because without without their history there isn't anything like there is there is no russia there's like the viking if the vikings didn't show up there would be less of a russian footprint Mm -hmm. and if germany wasn't close with them 
there wouldn't have been either. Um, and then you try and like do a direct correlation with the United States history where you have a country that's almost a thousand years old versus a country that's, you know, 50 years away from being 300 years. Yeah. You know? 300. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they might've gone through some ups and downs. Like they might've figured some stuff out. Yep. So I think. It's the thing, man. It's the thing. Uh, we should probably wrap up though. This has been a good podcast, like very mellow. I think it's been awesome to, uh, to have a kind of a good kind of down home podcast. When you, would, you call, when would you call it down home? Yeah, down home. <laughs> I'm for sure. So I'd like to wrap it up with just a, a thought for anybody who's made it this far. Uh, what would you say the warrior culture you align with the most is? Let us know. Drop us a note because I'd like to hear what you'd like us to talk about ahead of time so we can actually do a lot more research on it because this stuff is really cool. Um, I, and I learned this stuff in in our, our school circles. Uh, I talked about MCMAP when I was a young Marine and carried it forward. Marine Corps Foo. Mm-hmm. So – Let's go ahead and wrap up the, the awesome podcast. Uh, what shout outs you got, bro? Uh, Dented Brick Distillery. Yeah, they, they've they got a lot of great gins and vodkas too. So I I don't drink tequila very often because I don't like to be naked fighting. Because oh. <laughs> like things can get pulled more than they can when they're when you're clothed. That checks out. Like an extra yeah. tuggy. Like not a fun tug though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, what else you got, dude? Is it like an acceptance speech? Like I want to thank God. I want to thank my no, mom. No. I want to thank all my peeps. Like, no, your mom does listen. Mom does listen to the podcast. Mom does. Yeah, she's she's been disappointed more than once. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. She's had multiple conversations with both of us drunk too. She understands where we're at in life. Yeah, she's so on the that. podcast. <laughs> I would feel bad for her. She's on the podcast. <laughs> I would too. Um, all right, cool. I well, I got a couple of new shout-outs. That, new uh, ones. That, new ones, yeah, man. Um, I would like to shout out. We kind of, maybe they're not new. They're recent. I'd like to shout out um to Nick Boondock guy. Boondock dad. Boondock dad. I don't know. I see. Think keep, keep thinking it's Boondock guy. I'd like to shout out to Nick uh for for just being an absolute holy shit you guys are awesome i want to listen to you found you organically guy super dope uh i'd like to shout out to my boy john luthy over in wisconsin for really pushing what we got going on with the podcast and just being an absolute terrorist of a supporter uh just in the background doesn't doesn't comment doesn't send much information but he just reaches out and tells me he cares. And so to, he's, staying, he's staying toxic. Yeah, he's he's super fucking toxic. Uh, we, um, we just super, got in trouble from our producer for uh, being long-witted. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, also, I'd like to do a huge shout out to two other people. Um, to Zach and Bryant, their brothers. Bryant uh, served in the army, was blown up, and to Zach, uh, who was the JTAC over in Afghanistan. And um, they both are are awesome dudes. Zach only has uh, 
he's got uh, one leg from his blast remaining, and he played softball with me. And and sorry, got that wrong. Bryant has one leg. Zach has has uh, TBIs from blasts as well. And I just want to tell him thanks for listening because uh, I know you guys don't comment, but I know you guys are here for us. So with that being said, I am Vico the Bearded One. Ah, and I'm the Arl. Stay weird, weirdos. And cheers, motherfuckers. Much love.